Previously on Soda Awesome Plus, Meg and Kyle talked about Saturday being a work day. Meg was busier than a cat trying to bury poop on a marble floor. Busier than a Jehovah's Witness at Doors Unlimited. Busier than a one-toothed man eating corn on the cob. Busier than, well, she was just really busy. It's a good start when someone's growling off camera. Even when it's me. I was going to say, this time it was one of the dogs, this time. <laughs> We're well, tired, aren't we? We're tired. It is Sunday afternoon as we film this. Yes. And though we have spoken in the past about how this is a supposed to be restful day. It is a restful day in that we cut away work yes. type labor and we don't view this as work. We're going to have this conversation anyway. Sure. But it does, there is a routine that goes on that can help bring tiredness, yes. which is fine because it's followed by restfulness. Yes, except we are getting a very late start on our whole day today, so everything just feels a little cattywampus, but we definitely have done some of our usual Sunday routine. We have not yet gone through and watched and participated in as much as we can mass for this Sunday, so... And the reason is because young Nico, oh my gosh, bless his heart, he's in the phase of pulling up and falling down on everything and he fell and he cracked right in between his eyes. He's got a goose egg. It's, it just hurts the heart to even see it. That happened and it's disrupted a few hours of life. Yes, that's what happened for sure. So we are trying to get back on track, but we just finished dinner and we looked up and we were like, oh my goodness, it is when we would it's, usually record. Yeah. It's something 30. <laughs> That's right. On Sundays, after our morning um, mass and other things that we have going on, we come home and we do have a feast every week. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, even in the midst of complete disruption of our yeah. lives right now, what did you feast us up with today? Well, I'll do this. I will do this. And I, I think it's worthwhile to say this is an example of maybe how all of us can cling to some sanity yes. in those moments, which aren't 24-7 right now, but in those moments where, where perhaps some of us reaching for hair to pull out that we don't have, Yep. since I don't have a lot. <laughs> Do you ever um, pull at your beard? Just frustration. No, I don't dare cross the beard. <laughs> he's, Not sure what would happen. He's an unforgiving lover. That took a weird turn. Yes. Um, we've we've clung to the routine of the feast. There's other routines in our, our daily life that we cling to in this time of difference mm -hmm. to, yeah, cling to sanity along alongside. So the feast, this is something we've done for a goodly amount of time. Yes. And what does it involve? Heavy H, what is it? Mm -hmm. So when we finish... In a normal setting, when we finish Mass on Sunday, or in an abnormal setting, where it's me in quarantine going by myself. Yes. We go to the grocery store, and we shop specifically and only for that meal. That's right. And look through 
what makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then we come home and we start with first an appetizer to knock the edge off yes, for everybody absolutely. so that it's not a frantic race to get a meal done. Exactly. Because I can remember growing up, anytime we would come home, now my family would go out to eat a lot after church on Sunday, but if we were coming home, just being so ravenous and so impatient for me, the meal to be put together. Mm -hmm. um, I can remember that as a kid. And wouldn't it have been so much nicer to have just a little something to, to right. hand you over? So. And nice for everyone that in the moments, we, we do this first part, but everybody has things that they're doing to serve someone besides themselves. It's not like we're all running in to get on screens and be like, where's my food? You do right. things, serve me. Right. Everybody's giving up a little bit to serve each other. Yeah. So I head into the kitchen. Megan usually joins very quickly with a baby on hip front or back <laughs> or just chasing him across the floor. Yes. Um, right now, the two girls do a great job of splitting up duties between loosely observing brothers and more closely observing doggos. Mm -hmm. And it works. And we, we go through this to start with the appetizer, which today, and here comes a puppy. Here comes a puppy of Francie Pants. Yes. Yes. So today, what we did is we started with a baguette, mm -hmm. sliced relatively uh, thinly-ish, mm -hmm. I guess fairly, we started with a skillet with some butter and olive oil melting down. Went, sliced the baguettes, got another skillet heating up with just a slight skin of olive oil in it. Mm -hmm. And once that came up to heat, then we took those slices of bread, we dipped them in that melted butter and oil, and skillet toasted those. Um, it's, it's easier to me to do that than to sit and singly spread <laughs> butter on every piece. What did you learn the hard way? Because you used to do I've that. I've done it the wrong way. Yes. I've always reserved the right to be wrong and then to change my mind. Yes. So it's much easier to do it that way. Toast those up. We had a delightful spreadable cheese. And I re can't recall the name of it. It's a French something rather. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's whipped. It's buttery, it's creamy, it's very, it's a very supportive player. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't just sit down and eat spoonfuls of it unless right. you're the kind of person that eats butter by the stick. <laughs> no judgment there. But it's a nice compliment that you put on there. And then additionally, we had both uh, slices of, was it salami? It was salami, yes. Salami and pickled, or they pickled they weren't pickled, were they? I think they were pickled red Maybe peppers. they were. Pickled red peppers. Yeah. Probably not wholly different from those that Peter Piper picked the peck of. That's right. Yes. We got to actually experience yes. them. So yes. So we get that plate ready, and then we come in and sit down. And the twins, who are seven, they're not necessarily a fan of fine food, That's nor right. would we be eager to waste that upon them. I mean, really. So what they do love is Doritos, which they refer to as red chips. Yes. Because the bag's red, not because the chips are red, and right. that's the logic of seven. That's right. And so we get them their appetizer plate of red chips on a napkin, 
hours, which we typically do on a feast day on really fancy paper plates, mm -hmm. because at the end of all this, we don't want to have a three hour ordeal right. with dishes. Yes. It's about easy. Yeah. And so that's the appetizer. Yes. Everybody knocks the edge off of their hungry. Yes. With that. So maybe they go from hangry to tolerable. It's true. And it really does make things tolerable because we do enjoy, as you were saying earlier, the whole process of putting this whole thing together. And so that's so much more enjoyable without someone coming by the kitchen every five seconds, it feels like, to ask when we're going to eat right. or, you know, they're in the other room fighting and crying. Or and just digging through the cabinet and yes. eating the ingredients that we had for other meals. Precisely. Yes. So we do the appetizer, we sit and visit, it's relaxed. Yeah. Um, on regular Sundays, we usually are talking about mass and uh, the readings for the day, anything notable from just the morning. Um, on Sundays when I teach, I usually give Kyle a rundown on what I taught and how I taught it and those types of things. So we have a lot to talk about as we sit and visit. Yeah. And we head on into the kitchen to Kyle makes the magic happen in there. Usually, usually we have steak on Sundays. It's it's been often, yes. Yeah. So then, dealing through the difficulties of now, which may or may not be a long term thing, we don't know. Or for that matter, we could someday live in a completely different place where we aren't used to the spoilages of American life. Right. Who knows. So we go, we look for, we, we try to pick the style of protein we're interested in and then hunt for what looks good. Mm -hmm. uh, Megan had made the request today for red meat. Mm -hmm. And looking through, I have never in my life, which isn't short, it's not overly long, okay. but it's not short. Yeah. I have never heard of patio steak. Okay. But that's what was there. That's that's what looked the most decent in mm -hmm. the the weird meat case, patio steak. And so we got patio steaks. We got uh, some onion, some mushroom. That was it for the main meal. We completely skipped oh, the vegetable. Yeah, and some shrimp. Oh yes, well yes, and some shrimp. We went for a surf and turf theme. Yes. There were no vegetables that looked decent, so we just said, meh. Yeah. No veggie today. Well, onion's a vegetable. Kind of, not really-ish. Mushroom is not probably but it's not, technically a It's not like a vitamin-packed... Yeah, 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 yeah. We had no greens Right, today. no greens, nothing green. Although we do often have like a salad or whatever. Sure. It just didn't work out today, so... So I started out, it's, you develop over time kind of a recognition for what needs to happen when in terms of timing so that the right thing is ready yes. later. So I start out by seasoning the meat. Now, the better the cut of meat, the less work is necessary. I took a risk today because I didn't know how, how good or bad patio steak would be. Mm -hmm. um, and I just did salt, pepper, garlic mm -hmm. as a precursor. Thankfully, that did work out well. But I start that going and then came over and after slicing onion, minimal prep to other things, I got a skillet going to begin caramelizing onion. Mm -hmm. Took that to the point that it looked right. Threw in 
mushrooms, a very, very healthy amount of garlic. We love garlic. There was probably, keep in mind we're cooking for six here. Yeah. Um, there was probably a head of garlic. Yes. Chopped up and in there. So got all that going, got it delicious. And by the way, reused the same yes. melted butter olive oil from the bread. I'm a big fan of carrying yes. those things through. You're also retaining some smidgen of flavor from yeah. the last thing done. Yes. So got that all going, got that reduced down um, in its own way. Has its own little bit of kind of natural gravy cooked into it. <laughs> I didn't. I was not expecting you to work right. in gravy into this one, but here we are. Threw in towards the end. I like to throw in a vinegar, an acid, and then some type of additional flavor. So mm -hmm. I went with, we're out of lemon juice. So I went with a, just a little bit of lime juice. It's not so much for flavor as it is for the acid. Mm -hmm. I went with malted vinegar from our ancestors across the pond. Yes. I went with a little bit of Worcestershire sauce, a little bit of, what's it called? You love it. Uh, balsamic vinegar. Balsamic vinegar as well. Um, and I think that was it. You can do a little bit of wine. You can do any number. You could throw some whiskey, some coffee, any number of densely flavored things you could throw in there. But that's what I went with for today. Got that going, got it to the side, and then went about finishing the steaks. Mm -hmm. And steak is a big part of my family, my growing up, my childhood. And there's there's all the way back to my dad when he was, I believe, high school, if not early college. He worked, maybe it was a summer or something, with an uncle of his who was an actual true chef. He worked at, uh, anybody who's familiar with downtown Oklahoma City would know the name, the Skirvin Hotel. Mm -hmm. It is one of the older things of Oklahoma City. Yeah. It's been around. It is a fancy, especially for here, place where yes. your car is valeted. You stay in the nicest mm -hmm. of accommodations. You have... It's big, it's big time. You have a legit restaurant on the premises. Well, my, I guess, whatever, second uncle, Sorry. twice removed or something, yes. was a chef there. My dad worked for him. And then the one thing that my dad took away was some things about cooking steak. And so it's, it's a big yes. part of history. And I say that and all in the same breath, I have completely broken away from the history and tradition of what our family's methodology had been. Yes. Um, we've, we've gone down a path of exploration and we now are doing cast iron steaks all on the range, the range top of the inside cooking, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a completely dry skillet, mm -hmm. cast iron, gotta be cast iron. You bring it up to heat and you know this because it smokes. Yes. It's a fascinating thing about cast iron, it smokes. And at that point, you know you're, you're ready to go. The steak you want dry because you don't want to steam the steak 
you want to sear the steak. Right. And you cook for those, those were probably somewhere between half and three quarters of an inch thick. Mm -hmm. Made sure they were dry, even after seasoning, patted them down one more time before I threw them on. Um, and then you sear, I go about a minute and a half on each side and it's just as hot as you can get it to go. You're not reducing heat at that point. You are doing the majority of the cooking. Yes. After a minute and a half on each side, I drop in, I turn the heat down to low at that point. I drop in butter mm -hmm. and this time did an aromatic as well. Yes. I dropped in, what's that stuff called? Rosemary. Rosemary, Rosemary. yes. Um, and so as the butter is melting in the skillet, deglazing it, the rosemary is infusing into the butter, and then for a solid minute on each side, spooning that deliciousness mm -hmm. yes. over the steak. Yes. When it's done, set it aside. I let it rest. Usually pretty quickly after it's come out, I do like to put just a, a spritz of, again, an, a, an acid on there, either lemon or lime. Again, we're out of lemon, so we used lime today. Put that on and then let that steak rest for, I try to I try to make sure it happens for about five minutes. Mm -hmm. Then go in and slice however we need it sliced and get that served up. In the meantime, and we cheated a little bit, you can't, you can't do everything from scratch and have rest right. as well. So we did not, uh, you know, take a net out to the seaside and catch shrimp <laughs> and clean them and batter them in front. We, we yes. bought boxed garbage uh, well. pre-prepared and we oven cooked some shrimp for the turf portion. For I'm sorry, for the surf portion. Yes. Of the meal. Yes. So all comes together. You have the steak, you have the shrimp, you have the onion mushroom deliciousness there together. And because... We had done all this to start with, with an appetizer. And because we did have a dessert as well. Yeah. Everybody doesn't need their own giant steak. I think I cooked oh gosh, four no. that would have been more than ample, each one for yes. an adult human. We ate okay. two. Six people were perfectly satisfied. Yeah. With two. There was so those. much steak left. There's a lot left over. Yeah. That... We finish up, we make a point uh, then for dessert, and I don't think we got any footage of this, but I don't know how necessary that is, that we finish up with a better than maybe what we would drink in the morning coffee. Mm -hmm. And what do we have for dessert? I, the Those name, chocolate eclairs. Chocolate eclairs. Pre-made, yes. frozen area, but better than... It's a pretty good grocer yeah. that we shop at. So yes. it's not... It's not the low end of a frozen thing. Right. It's also not the hoity-toity high end of a frozen thing. I feel like it's the it's the happy most you're going to get before you feel guilty for spending money. Yes. So we fed feast-wise. I just lost my my wife. Megan left me. This is the end of Sorta Awesome. It'll now be Sorta Sucky Minus. It's just me. Nope, she's back. Hello. That, that puppy was getting crazy. The puppy is crazy. She was getting even crazier. Yes. Okay. Okay. So we finish with this better than what we normally drink in the day coffee. Yes. A dessert that's perfectly good and satisfying. And then we all just kind of mush yes. because we've done a majority of the cooking and prep and things on paper plates and in plastic cups, probably not very 
environmentally responsible. Mm-hmm. It's not. But it's it helps the, the psyche and the soul and all that. Yeah. So we do that for feast day. And then we mush out, have conversations, talk to you guys. Yeah. And the stuff. All right. So that was Sunday here. I hope that you all have had a chance to at least rest and have a little break. Even though it is so hard right now when all of our days are running together, I hope that you have had a chance to do something that kind of helps you mark the time um, as it's passing by. Yeah. One, we... one thing that reminds you of the normalcy and schedule yes. without the hecticness, maybe, yes. of what once was that we assume once will again one day be. Absolutely. All right. All right. Well, thanks for sitting down with us, and I guess we'll see you all next time. Don't call. We're taking naps. <laughs> Onions actually are vegetables. They are usually served cooked, often part of a savory dish. They can be eaten raw. But why would you do that? Only do that if they've been pickled. A pickled onion makes for some mighty fine eating. Mighty fine. Ah!